three, two, one. Guys, welcome <laughs> back to the backfield episode two with better quality audio. Yeah, we went shopping. Yeah, we got a bit of feedback after the first episode, um, which we knew we had dodgy audio, but we were kind of winging it because it was like our first shot at this, but, you know, wouldn't hurt to get better audio. Yeah, no, it's good. Got some good ones. Um, Ready for round two? Yeah, so episode two, bit of a chill episode today, nothing too analytic. Just uh, we're kind of counting down the days to the season start so we can really get stuck in, but uh, we basically got for you today our top, in our opinion, feel free to post or comment any of your opinions. Our opinion, the top five best players or the top five players that we'd want on our team um, in our era. So that's pretty broad, but basically since yeah. we started watching footy. So we're not we're not including anyone like Wally Lewis or Brad Fittler or Andrew Johns. They're, they weren't in our era. We, we didn't grow up watching those players. We grew up watching the players that we have listed here. So these are the ones that we think are the best. Um, yeah, so we'll get stuck into it. Sure, all right, let's do it. All right. Well, first of all, how have you been, Casey? I've been pretty good. You've been good? You know, uh, I've been looking at these with uh, with a close eye, and I've been actually – I really wanted to do this episode for a while when we were planning all this. So um, let's let's go straight into it. Let's get stuck. All right. All right. Well, we'll start with you. We'll, we'll go down, start with five. Who have right. you got in your number five position? My number five position is – the one and only Jared Hayne. So yes. he played for Parramatta and the Gold Coast. Obviously. Oh, you forgot the 49ers. <laughs> Make your dreams come true, kids. Uh, he has 214 NRL games. He has 23 origin appearances for New South Wales, 16 appearances for Australia, and 19 appearances for Fiji. And he's also got quite a few awards in his time. He got In 2006, he was awarded the Dallium Rookie of the Year. He was given the Brad Fittler medal in 2007, 2008, 2014. He was the Dallian winger of the year, Dallian fullback of the year twice, Dallian player of the year twice, the Dallian representative player of the year in 2014, plus many more. He has uh, zero grand final wins. Now, my... What a rip. <laughs> but, like, with, with that being said, he is, in his prime, he was a very good player. I get he's a bit of a, he's a, bit of a dick now, and he's not really... You know, he's not in his prime whatsoever, and he's sort of a last pick on He, he on fell off team. the bandwagon, yeah. but there's no doubt that he was a great player. But, he, like, you know, if you go back over his eyes, he was one of the most exciting players. He was just – it was, really, it was like a fear of Jared Haynes. So my, my biggest memory of him was the 2014 drought ending when he, when he stopped the drought – you know, uh, terrible uh, memory for after us. yeah. Well, as, as Queenslanders, it's not really one you want to remember. But he did play excellently in the 2014 Origin series. So that's when I was. I think he was playing his best footy. Yeah, just before he went to the NFL, probably the, yeah. the few years before that, it was when he was killing it. Yeah. But you know, he, when the Eels went in 2009 to the grand final, he was killing it then too. Yeah, definitely. But they went up against Melbourne, so no one has a shot. Well, yeah. the Roosters do, but you know, we'll yeah. move on. Uh, my number five is actually Billy Slater. Um. I kind of base my list off of, I try to think who would I want in my team when they're in their prime, and Billy Slater comes in at number five. Obviously, there's no argument that he's one of, if not the greatest fullback ever. Um, there's definitely. a few good ones out there. Um, anyway, 
So he's he did he clocked up three hundred and twenty two games with one hundred and ninety one tries, also thirty one origins and thirty tests, obviously for Queensland and Australia. Um, he's got quite a few honourable rewards. He's got three Dalian Fullback of the Year, one Golden Boot, two Clive Churchill medals, two Wally Lewis medals, and a Dalian. Um, so basically, the reason he was well, he was and is since his retirement. One of the best. He he was the first fullback to play that like sweeping kind of role yeah. that you see fullbacks today, like Darius Boyd and James Tedesco started to adopt it a lot in his yeah, game, which has improved. He Slater is the one that started that. He took the fullback from the role from players like uh, like Wendell Saylor, yeah. who would just run and were good, to a, like a third playmaker on the field. Nathan Blacklock, yeah, like them. yeah. So, um. Yeah, he was really good. Also, he's really good on the high ball. Obviously, his defensive coordination is something that goes unnoticed because, like all fullbacks, all you see is them pull off great tackles or good runs. But the way he manages the team as well, obviously, he did something right. Like the Storm success rides on himself. Cronk, Cameron Smith. Like he's one of the main factors in that. My favorite moment, I don't know. I, I don't know. We we weren't that into footy back when this happened, but it was when Lockie Grubber. I think, I think you all know what I'm talking about when yes. Lockyer grubbed through and Slater picked up, chipped over the top. I don't think – we probably watched that game, but we weren't really into it. But watching it now on replay gives me goosebumps. Yeah, like it was very, just crazy. It, his timing on the ball for that is, like, perfect. You couldn't have run it any earlier or any later. It was, like, the most perfectly timed run. And it was probably one – it's one of the best origin tries ever. It's controversial. A lot of New South Wales players like to Gus say Gould that he's offside. Like he yeah. like, but, you know, I mean, look – if he's offside, it's by a bootlace. It's yeah. Um, I also think that back then, uh, sorry, nowadays stuff like that happens all the time, like crazy kick throughs. But back then, it well, it wasn't rare, but like it just it was only the best players that did yeah. it because. And at that point, Billy Slater wasn't you know he wasn't the player he is now. Well, he, he was, was on the wing. He was on the wing. Yeah, so. exactly. He was still coming up. So when when he pulled something like that off, it's sort of like wow. This yeah. Kid's something. This kid's something. Special. Yeah. Um, also, obviously, his final Origin game for Queensland. Yeah. Um, I don't really need to say anything else. They obviously won Game Three, yeah. lost the series. Full credit to the Blues, but uh, Game Three was he just had to finish off strongly. I think he did. Yeah. So that's all I've got to say about Billy. We'll move on. So who have you got your number four? Number four, I have uh, Benji Marshall. Oh, ben so Marshall. he was play. He played for the Tigers, the Dragons, and the Broncos, and now he's back at the Tigers. He has two hundred and eighty nine NRL games. Under his belt, he's got 32 appearances for New Zealand. He uh, His awards are the RLIF 58th of the Year in 2009 and 2011. He's the Golden Boot Award in 2010. He's the Dalian 58th of the Year in 2011, and he has one grand final win. Now, I based this list that I have of mine on players who are, like, feared, who, you know, before a game, commentators will go, we really got to watch out for this player. He's going to do something. Mm. In every game, and Much I like Tedesco defi- nowadays. Yeah, definitely. Like in Benji's prime, he could do whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted. Yeah, pretty much. So my best memory is the grand uh, 2000, 2005 grand final. That's I think his best. You know, he was still very young, but you know, for a player of his age to run, you know, seventy meters and then flip pass a ball in a grand final for one of the greatest grand final tries. Ballsy. Is, yeah, very very confident in uh, on the field. And, yeah, I just think Benji is, like, he can do whatever he wants 
when he wants, when he when he plays his best, he's just he's amazing. Absolutely. Um, Greg Inglis is my number four spot, um, particularly from when he was his late days in Melbourne um, up until he won the grand final in 2014. Well, uh, basically he won it, but yeah. with with obviously the Sam Burgess and and John Sutton was firing then. But like yeah. he was a major factor for that win. Definitely. They wouldn't. They wouldn't have. He was on fire. He. He. I. I don't think they would have won if they didn't no, have him. No. If he was still at Liston, they just. No. Um. What have we got here for Inglis? So he's won Clive Churchill Medal, a Dally M, um, five eighth of the year. Also a Dally M fullback of the year. Uh, two Dally M representatives of the year, a Golden Boot, and a Proven Summons Medal. Yeah. It amazes me to think that a person with the physique, like uh, the person of Greg Inglis with his physique, that he got five eighth of the year. Yeah, like, also, oh, such yeah. a runner and hard player. Like, you know, you people think Greg Inglis, I think fullback and center. I don't think. Well, well, that's right. Like, he's really versatile because he he has played very good football in the centers at fullback and in the five eighth. He he went he played five eighth in the grand final mm. with the Storm, and he's. Obviously, Queensland's centre, one of the best that's ever played. Yeah, and arguably now. And and he's also played wing for Queensland back in the day. Um, fullback, he stepped up when Slater was out. Yeah, killed it in the fullback role. Like he's really versatile, huge body, like you said, but he's quick for his size. Yeah, yeah. Um, also a really inspirational leader, and I thought he was quite unlucky. I mean, not unlucky. I'm not saying he didn't deserve to be dropped um, as the the Australian captain, but I yeah. think he was. He was. Going to be a really good captain yeah. until, you know, until, until, until he's little he had an incident with the drink driving and stuff like that. But, you know, who's pointing fingers? Yeah. Um, he's probably arguably one of the best centres. Oh, definitely. And as, as Latrell Mitchell is is definitely the best centre in the game right now. It's, yeah, it's weird because Latrell Mitchell is his clone. Like, he's so similar to Greg Inglis. He's They're both size, indigenous. Yeah, well, like his size and the way he plays, the, the fend he's got, it's... Is I, I feel like Latrell Mitchell studied him when he as, when he was a kid because it's uncanny how much they're the same. Yeah, well, and, and Latrell Mitchell's the, the king of the centres now, but Inglis will always be, I guess, one of the best centres ever. Oh, like he, he, Definitely. The right-hand fan that he could put on was incredible. Yeah, also, the moment that I enjoyed the most was in the 2014 grand final when he slipped through the middle. Um, it was inside ball of Kiri, wasn't Kiri, it? Yeah. And he slipped to the middle, ran straight past the fullback, did his goal in the corner. That was just like the staple of that grand final. He deserved yeah. that try. Also, I think a really good moment was when he went full field against the Broncos. Yeah. Um, beat eight players. Beat like eight players and scored in the corner. Um, yeah. That was, that was like beast mode on. That was piss weak defense from the Broncos. It was, yeah, it was, well, let's be real. Like you said, fear. Yeah. Fear is yeah, a big motivator. Yeah. They're all shitting themselves. Anyway, um, yeah. So, obviously, a. Phenomenal player. Yeah, Who have you got in your number, number three? three? So my number uh, one, my three, two, one, they're very close and you could swap them out very easily. I think my like top five, yeah, you like, could, you know, I put, I did sort of four and five as very close and then three and mm. three, two, one is my really close. So I put Billy Slater as my number three. Obviously you heard the uh, stats before, you know, three, oh, he's in the 300 club and things like that. You know, he's got golden boots. Um, 
again, obviously that he's had four grand final wins. Uh, that's including the 2007, 2009, which was stripped from from them for a salary. Yeah, it still breach. counts though, because but he, you know he was in that and they did win. Yeah, so I still count it definitely. Um, and I'd say my favorite moment from him is his 2017 return yeah. to uh, after two shoulder reconstructions. And he came back, got uh, Dalian fullback of the year. And, you know, he just he just tore, he, you know, came back in game two for Queensland. You know, they won, helped them win the series. I think he's just one of the most, he's a very feared player in terms of his, like, interplay and what he can do before he actually has the ball in hand and how he just, you know, sets something. It's, it's pretty crazy what he can do. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, we already gone over Billy Slater earlier but it's even like AFL clubs now <clears throat> is it Essendon is it Essendon yeah well no no St Kilda actually it's that it is yeah, St Kilda you're Saint right Kilda, yeah, yeah. um that you know like for a rugby league player who I mean obviously he's good under the high ball but other than that he hasn't really showed any pure AFL you know he's not like Israel yeah, yeah, no, no. um who obviously was trash in the AFL yeah. well not you know you know Israel Folau he's Israel killing Israel. in the Wallabies yeah. now Let, let's he's be real Israel Folau could have made this list he didn't for me but if he kept playing in the league, then maybe you might have. Yes, definitely. Um, but yeah, for, for an AFL team to want him, like, you know, pretty much employ a rugby league play of purely for, like, influential purposes. Yeah, exactly. That's a pretty big role. Yeah, absolutely. That's, it speaks volumes. Like, because he's such a – I think Billy Slater is such a genuine guy yeah. as well. You know, in everything that he does, he's – you know, you can say whatever you want about any player on the field. Because every player has their grubby moments on the field. Um, and as we'll get to down the list, there's players who, in my opinion, are grubby on the field. But yeah, I think it's what's off the field is if you're a genuine bloke off the field. Because yeah. you're in the moment on the field, you're in the heat of the moment, shit happens, you just yeah. get you get fired up and you do something grubby, you do something yeah, stupid. Definitely. Every player, even my favourite players, will do something dumb. Yeah. But overall, I think that uh, Billy's a genuine bloke. Um. And yeah, definitely happy that I got to grow up watching him and oh, idolizing okay. him. And like, like any of um, any of the Storm Big Three, Cronk, Slater, and Smith, who I've got Smith down this list. Cronk didn't make the cut, unfortunately, but for me, yeah. but um, Smith and Slater and Cronk, I had a mad love hate relationship because whenever yeah. they're playing for the Storm, I hate them because they're so good. But when they're playing for Queensland, I'm loving it. Oh, and you cause... saw, yeah, without Smith, Cronk, and Slater for. Did Slater play? He played one, two Origin games this year, didn't he? Yeah. So, like, the Blues obviously ran Riot, and that was without those three players. So, obviously, they're, they're massive, influential. Yeah. But we'll move on. Number three. <clears throat> number three for me is uh, – oh, no, we just did number three. Come on. Number two. Are you, is it your number three? Oh, you're number three. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You're all good, mate. All right. Uh, Cameron Smith. Do we even really have to say No, nah, that's all. Next? No. <laughs> so, Cameron Smith, well – Look, he could be higher. You could argue that he could be higher. Yeah. But like I said, I base this on who I want in my team at their prime. And I'm kind of – I'm a sucker for super cool action plays. So yeah. Cameron Smith doesn't really do any of those amazing – he pulls off a few cool 40-20s and field goals. But other than that, he's not that, like, not crazy, that nothing like Benji yeah. and yeah. English. But what he does for the team, his leadership, his, yeah, yeah. his persistence, it's all – Obviously, it's even spot on the list. So he's yeah. seven Dalian Hookers of the Year, four Wally Lewis medals, four Dalian Representative Players of the Year, two Golden Boots, four Captains of the Year, 
two Dalian medals. Okay. So that's a pretty big lineup of awards right yeah, there. Seven hooker of the year. Like he's obviously been up until this point. I think Damian Cook, I don't know. Yeah. You can't well, you can't really compare them. Damian Cook's different. only had like one solid no, year. No, but like, like I still think Cameron Smith is obviously the best hooker in the game. Yeah, yeah. But Damian Cook obviously I feel like Damian Cook has the ability to change a game's outcome, whereas yeah. Smith well, in the last ten minutes, say, and yeah. Smith has the ability in the whole game. Yeah. Smith works at it the whole game. Yeah. Whereas Damian Cook is in those tight games, he's taking the run from half. Yeah, Damian Cook is the guy who you give it to to make the big plays, and he he looks good. But Cameron Smith makes other players look good. Absolutely, that's a good quote. I've sort of heard that before. Probably have. All right. Um. So Cameron Smith, obviously, he's a really good goal kicker as well. I think he's. I have it listed here. 2,410 points. Yeah, wow. And he's going to approach 400. As you know, he just re-signed with Melbourne for two years. Two he's years, going to clock yeah. 400 games for sure yeah, unless well, he has some freak I, I've injury. Never, I've never seen him injured in my life. Literally never. I've never, ever, ever seen him injured. So no, Barely, like fully injured, like properly no, injured. He's, like, you know, Which he's, is surprising because he's right up in the forwards. He's, yeah, you know, he's old. He looks like a... Old. He's like... He looks old. old he, he's is. old for like, yeah, you know, he's, he's, he looks... He's the dad of rugby league. He is the dad of rugby league. And um, say what you want about Cameron Smith. I've got oh, it listed yeah. here. He controls, controls, and obviously brackets, um, the referees. Yeah. It's now, the, nobody controls the referees. No. They make their own decisions. We'll probably have an episode on referees yeah, we will. a little bit later. Um, and um, But Cameron Smith... Obviously influences. I think just from he's got such a high regard in the community, yeah, as a whole that he most people that try and talk to the refs the way he does isn't acceptable. But when he does it to the refs, it's acceptable. Do you think it's acceptable? Well, if put it this way, if Cameron Smith, if so, so if you had um, David Clemmer mm. and Cameron Smith, and they both came to talk to me about something wrong with the game, I'd listen to Cameron Smith. Over David Clemmer, absolutely. Yeah, because, because like, he, he, speaks, he, he, he speaks in a very – he puts what he wants to say in a really well-mannered yeah. speech, whereas him and David might want to say the same thing. He'll put it one way, yeah. whereas David will come in and go, and you fucking idiot, and yeah. Cameron's – What are you doing? Oh, ref, that wasn't offside, you know. And Cameron's just like, go, oh, excuse me, sir. Yeah. Um, it, could you please explain and elaborate on that? And it's yeah. – it, and look, it's annoying. And I clapped and laughed my head off when he got seen bending against the Sharks. Oh, that was amazing. And and I, like I said, I like him as a Queensland fan, hate him as a Storm player. Just, you know, as a whole, I like him as a player. But I do think, like, he, he had to come and sin bending. Like, I th- you know. Yeah. Also, I think the ref totally did it for publicity. The I ref was like, he, the ref seen all the memes. <laughs> he sent him off. He was like, you know what? I'm going to send you off, see what happens. Yeah, he's going to sin bin him to see. The ref got cheered after that. Game. He did, and it was it was not all heroes wear capes was the meme. It was a picture of the ref. It was it was awesome. But, look, Cameron Smith's obviously, Queensland, New South Wales, whatever you are, you can't deny that Cameron Smith's a great player. Yeah, great. Because, you know, Storm wouldn't, and Queensland would not be so, like, and Australia. Not be so successful Every, without Cameron Smith. No, he's pretty much the captain for everyone. He's the face of the, well, he's the face of the game in regards. And his post game speeches, not always. That's the best part of his game. Yeah, I reckon he's, he's such a nice guy. He must have nailed English. I think in he high suckers school. up. He's uh, his sucker. English assignments must have been awesome. Thou art a great game. <laughs> anyway, enough on him. Um, number two. Number two. Who you got for number two? JT. J- number two. JT's my number two. Yeah, like I said, it is, it is very close. 
like one, two, and three are like extremely close. So you, can, if you, if you want, I'm happy for you to picture. Yeah, no, but purely this is because it's like the presence on the field. It's yeah, no, no, that's that's who cool. you're scared that's of, cool. right? So I'm not, I'm JT, not judging. I'm... JT played for the Bulldogs and the Cowboys. He's in the 300 club, 323 NRL matches, 47 Australia appearances, 37 Queensland appearances, and now the awards. This will be fun. Oh, wait, we already did the awards with you. I'm not going to list those again. No, I haven't done JT. Have you not done JT? No, that was Camp Smith. Ah. List well, his awards. Here we go. Get ready. Dallium Halfback of the Year 2005, 2007, 2009, 2015. Dallium Player of the Year 2005, 2007, 2014, 2015. Wally Lewis Medal 2008. Golden Boot Award 2011, 2013, 2015, sorry. M 5-8 of the Year 2012, 2013, 2014. Proven Summons Medal 2014, 2015. Clive Churchill Medal 2015. M Captain of the Year 2015, plus much more, which I just, I didn't have enough room in my paper to take, read. Take a breath. Yeah. There you go. Right. He's got, he has a lot of awards, and rightfully so. Uh, he's got two grand final wins, well, one with the Bulldogs, obviously, and one with the Cowboys, which... That post-game speech against the Bulldogs. I mean, sorry, for the Bulldogs. Um, <laughs> oh, mate. He's just amazing. <laughs> he's the best ever. When Steve he gave, Price. When he gave Steve Price his premiership ring. That, that, that was gold. That was a gold. But no, um, obviously, JT is a very – he obviously deserves all those medals. Mm. Very much like, you know, he's, an, he's a champion player. Um, his ability to read the defense and his toughness – his toughness, I think, was the biggest. Oh, because, man. like, you know – um, Origin, 2017 Origin, you know, game two, comes back. His shoulder is absolutely – everyone can Scorched. see. He's like – he's literally like, you know, 10 minutes in the game, he's already got it hanging. I still love listening to Brad Fittler complain about the Blues not targeting him yeah. in the game. Yeah, it was, it was like, you know, how is he doing – he's playing an Origin match and he's just running around with one arm Kick much. the winning goal you with know, one arm. Kicks a winning goal. He's just he is uh he's a true champion. So that that is one of my favorite moments of him. And uh, well, this isn't my favorite moment, but you have to acknowledge it. It's the 2015 grand final. You can't deny it. I'm a wait. I'm a Broncos fan. God, um, why'd you say that? We're gonna cop so much abuse in the comments. Sorry. Though. Penalty Broncos, right? <laughs> no, no, we're Broncos fans. No, we're, we're we Broncos are Broncos. Fans we're born and raised in Queensland, but Brisbane. No, can't deny it. the 2015 grand final was the best grand final I've ever seen. Yeah. And I think a lot of people would agree with oh. that. Purely because of how like intense and tight. Oh it was. bro, that was the that was that was one of the best. Um Definitely. in regards to both teams being on that same level. And I actually the Cowboys lost to the Broncos in the first round of the finals. The Broncos mm. were on fire. That yeah. was Milford and Hunt were firing. Yeah. Boyd was out the back firing. Corey Oates was on fire. We were yeah, charging. We had, like, we had people like Corey Parker. We had Sam Thider, who was probably in his you know, one of the best forms of his career. Yeah. He was like, he was no, at that. I good, wouldn't say prime. You know, he was at a good point in his career. No, he, look, Broncos are firing. They were going to win for all sure, all money, sorry. They knocked the Cowboys out in the first round of the finals. Cowboys won their way to the grand final again. Yeah. Beat the Broncos. They deserved it. That was the footy gods giving JT what he deserved, I think. Yeah. Not not to discredit the performance, obviously. No, they, no. But, like, he deserved that. You know, no one deserved that more than him. And even though we're Broncos fans, it's not going to stop, or, and Queensland fans, and Australia fans. It's not going to stop us from speaking honestly on here. So yeah. it's not like just because we're Broncos fans, we're going to speak biasly about them. You know no. what I mean? No, like, like he, he definitely deserved it. And he played, you know, they all played, Michael Morgan in that game played well. They all, like, they all Carfell. definitely deserved it. 
it wasn't a it's it's not like but it was JT's final. It was JT's, you know, it, you know, uh, after like you know, like four years mm. of being like you know, you know the the the, car, the Cowboys and Sharks thing mm-hmm. where the, the Sharks had seven tackles. He, he got robbed. You know, they got Twice. robbed the year before. You know, it's just like I think that was definitely uh, they got they got robbed against the Roosters. They got robbed against the Sharks and Manly. Yeah, Manly was when um, it was chipped over the top and the ref ruled touch by JT, and it mm. wasn't Sharks with seven tackles and the Roosters with disallowed try at the very end. Yes, which should not have been in anybody's opinion disallowed. Yeah. Um, but like three really obvious, like seven tackles. Like as yeah. a professional rugby league referee, yeah, you've got to you count got your tackles, and they, especially because they scored off yeah, it, yeah, yeah. and like, yeah, like that's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, but we'll talk about rest another time. So JT definitely a deserving number two, possibly number one, but just not for me. Whatever, dude. I'm not judging. All right, <laughs> we'll move on to my number two. My number two is Jared Hayne. Now, disclaimer: I am not a fan of Jared Hayne. I'm a fan yeah, of his yeah. game when he's prime, but I'm not a fan of him. No. I don't personally like him. Um, I guess that comes with a little bit of bias being a Queenslander because but, uh, I know a lot of New South Wales supporters would love Jared Hayne, but as a like, he's just like the whole the, the but, NFL thing. Yeah. I don't I don't hate him as a person. I just think like what like what are you doing? I mean, like he, he ditched the Eels so to go to the NFL. He gave up on that. He came back to the Titans. There's been a whole lot of stuff. He's he's in a now he's, he's being investigated. Yeah, he's been investigated. He's not playing next season, and he's you know gonna end up in jail. He's so. pretty much, yeah. He's pretty much just butchered. Yeah, and like, it's a real shame actually yeah, because well, because when he was playing for the Eels in twenty nine and stuff two thousand nine yeah. and um two thousand nine and two thousand fourteen I'd say were his best. Oh, years. for sure. And like when he played for the Blues and stuff, I actually didn't mind him. No, at all. Like that was when we were kind of first, or well, a bit before that, but kind of up and coming into rugby league fans. And Jared Hayne was was in his, I guess, prime, you could say. Yeah. And um, I I liked him. I was like, oh, he's he's cool. He's a good player. He's whatever. And then he's had this whole the last few years have been where I've been yeah. like, oh, this guy's just, this guy's an idiot. Guy's... But you know, but excluding that, excluding as that a, as a player, as a player, yeah, I put him at number two because I would in his prime, I would love to have him on yeah. my team because again, versatility. He played for Fiji in the in the halves. Yeah, he played fullback, wing. Obviously, he played centres. He played centres for the Blues yeah. a bit. Australia, he, he can play pretty much. Pretty, any, he's got the size to pretty much play any. Oh position. yeah, he's a big body. Well, bigish. No, he's not small. That's for sure. Yeah, no. He's got a Dalian wing of the year, two Dalian fullbacks of the year, two Dalian players of the year. Um, he was obviously I don't know. You can argue, but I think he was the best fullback in his prime. I think he was better than Slater when Hayne and Slater were in. That era together, yeah. I think Hayne was a bit better than him um, at that time. But that's up in to you. That, that's up good. to argument. Yeah, he was very good in, in his prime. You can't deny that. Obviously, yeah. And um, New South Wales, big, big influential player for New South Wales, and obviously like a major, major factor in their in their twenty fourteen series win. He really owned that fullback position. Like, yeah, that was his. Yeah, yeah definitely. In that at that time, whereas you know these days it's been like questioning like oh who's going to play fullback who's going to play halves, like this up and coming we had Nathan Cleary we had Luke Brooks we had Mitch Moses we had you know it was like yeah. Maloney, Chad Townsend who's going to play halves for yeah. the Blues or whatever when Hayne was playing it was like that's who's playing fullback yeah um really good try saver as well I think he's got some he's got his, some his try look up his try saving montages on YouTube it's yeah. awesome you know uh, he's did one. 
Dugan's running down. So Dugan, keep in mind, Dugan is a big body. You know, he's oh, Dugan tall, got dropped. And he's just, he's running down the side. He steps in and Hayne just drops him, puts him on his ass. And then, you know, uh, David Stagg, um, like, I'm pretty sure it was 2010, uh, dies for the corner. Hayne jumps on him, rolls on, on his body, rolls him over yeah. and takes him into touch. Look it up. Um, yeah. So all I'm going to say about Hayne is that I respect him as a player. For the game, like I think he's a really, really good player, and I also think that it's a shame that he, if I, don't, I think if he hadn't have gone to the NFL, and I get that it was dream, but dude, if it's your dream, stick to it. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like he, he literally, they, they were like, yeah, no, sorry. Like, what do you expect? Me. You expect to walk into their multi-billion-dollar sporting industry and yeah. just start? Yeah. Like you, you know, yeah, like, they have players who have been training since. Like high they school were, little since kids, they were like five. There's yeah. literally like videos of five year old kids running random. You look at players over there like Odell Beckham Jr., Ezekiel Elliott, yeah. Dak Prescott, um, like any of those. Yeah, Antonio Brown, like Antonio Brown. That's right, like crazy players. And Haynes expecting to walk in. I'm not discrediting Hayne for his ability. He's a great player, but I just think he should have stuck. I hope Holmes doesn't make the same mistake, yeah. which I don't think he will. But he he walked in. He got his you know trial games. He got dropped to the training squad. Yeah, you know because they weren't ready to start him. He should have just stuck at it and just kept going and yeah. ground his way up to up the ranks. Learnt the game a bit better because rugby league's different to NFL and they've yeah. been playing their whole lives and he's just come into it. Yeah, Holmes. If Holmes goes over there and does the same thing, he's not going to get very far. Like just because you pulled off some crazy sporting achievements in league doesn't mean you go straight to the NFL. You got to persist. Yeah. Like how long do you think it took Hayne to get from? Like reserve grade to full to full time NRL, oh, yeah. it, he's got to do the same, work his way up. I he either should have stuck with it or not done it at all. Yeah. And then he tried to do his Fiji rugby, and then it obviously fell off there. And you know, Titans thing was a bit now of a disaster. Back at the Eels, he at, towards the back end of last year, he was looking really good. Actually, he was back. Well, yeah, he was coming he was back bringing back some form. He was you know he was pulling off some good tries, and and then yeah, no, it fell off, and obviously he screwed up off field. Excuse me, but. Let's go to number one. Number and one. if JT's not your number one, who is your number one? Well, like I said before, and I'll say it again, it is the presence on the field. It's the fear. So my number one is Greg Inglis. Yeah. It's Greg Inglis because people think, oh, shit, Greg Inglis is playing us. Hey, Greg Inglis is running at me. So, yeah. you know, he played for the Storm and he played for South Sydney and he's played excellently in both, both clubs. Uh, he's got 261 NRL games, 38 test appearances for Australia, 32 origins for Queensland. He, you know, he's got Clive Churchill medals, Dally M5 eights, representatives. I could go, the list goes on. Proven Summons. Um, I think, you know, he's got he's got three grand final wins, two with the Storm, one with South Sydney. Even though two of them didn't count. Two, obviously, two, the 2007. But they do count. They count for him. He, he definitely had a big hand in those. Yeah. And obviously, he had a massive hand in the South Sydney win. Uh yeah, purely I think his presence on the field is insane. And now my favourite moments from Greg Inglis, obviously he scored, he's the leading try scorer of all time in origin, mm. 18 tries. Um, but it's the try he scored for Australia. They were playing New Zealand. JT chips over the top, yeah. it bounces off his chest, and he throws it back Goes to Mark, back over his shoulder, Mark Gasnier yeah. scores. Yeah, that, yeah. Obviously people thought, wow, this guy is a superstar at that point. This was early in his career. And uh, it just went up from there. Well, he's gone from superstar to veteran now. Like, you yeah. look at English now and you go, oh, this guy has got the experience and the wisdom. And back then it was like this guy, like Latrell Mitchell now. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't look at Latrell and go, he's experienced, he's 
wise. Like Latrell likes to start fights, he likes to do all that. Yeah. But he's like that raw body that Inglis had. But now Inglis yeah. has gotten away from that. Like players have started to caught up, started yeah. to catch up to him. But he's got that wisdom and that experience that makes him still dangerous. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean I'm not saying he shouldn't be number one. He's not in my yeah. opinion. But you're right. I wouldn't mind having him on my team. Yeah. In in his prime, he was very deadly to mm. any team he played. And like you know, he's, you you saw it in you saw it uh game one of Origin uh, 2018. Even though Queensland lost, he had just a he massive, led from the front. He you know he was putting people on their backside. He was just dropping them. He was hitting hard. He was just going. He was going full like I'm going to lead by example. And that's why I really like about him. And Purely his fear, and like every time you know the Broncos play South Sydney, I'm like, what the hell is Greg Inglis going to do? Is he going to maul us? He likes the Broncos. He likes to. Yeah, he likes to get on top he, of us. Him and and Billy. Yeah, they just so, love to tear us apart. So that's that's why he's my number one, just because of his mainly because of his presence on the field. For sure. All right. Well, I think from my reaction before, we know who my number one is. Yeah. It's the G O A T goat, Jonathan Thurston. We read the stats out before, so I won't go through those again. But what a player. What a, like, let's just disregard everything he does on the field. The headgear, giving that to the kids. The kicking tee, giving it to the kids. Yeah, he, you know, he started the pick up the tee and give it to the kids. He's pretty much the staple for high standards in the league. Everybody respects John. Nobody, like people call Cam Smith a grub, Slater a grub, that's fair. If you call JT a grub, you're kidding yourself because he's not a good. He plays hard in the game. Maybe he's had grubby moments like every player, but if you call him a grub, you're joking. I'm going to admit admit that Cam Smith could be a grub, and I'm happy to admit that a lot of Queens, Justin Hodges was the biggest grub. And like there's players out there that are big grubs in Queensland too, but JT is not one of them. Yeah, no. Like the, if if he's if he's had any grubby moments, he's had a reason to be grubby. Like he's had something go completely like wrong. Maybe when he got cheated out of a finals game. Yeah, like like I if that was me, I'd be grubby too. Well, like, that's like his reaction to those moments. Yeah, you never see him react like that unless it's fully warranted. He's respectful to players, to referees, to his teammates. I think he. I think every kid should aspire to be like JT yeah. in as a character, and that way. Yeah. You know, disregard his playing ability, but we can talk about his playing ability too. Oh, God. He's the king of, king of the clutch. Twenty fifteen grand final. Yeah. Twenty seventeen origin was when he retired. Was yeah. it that yeah. goal yeah. from the sideline yeah. with yeah. a busted wing. Yeah. That's clutch. We've got every game he's won at the Queensland Derby. Clutch. Oh, every game is just like in. Like um, he uh, he is. Oh, it's just in, in, he pulls it out of somewhere. Into, you know, uh, to get into the grand final in 2015, beating the Storm, kicked a field goal. There are a lot of games that would not have been won without JT. A lot of games because the team gets you there to that draw margin, and JT finishes. Yeah, it. I'm pretty sure it was um, Gus Gould. I'm pretty sure he was saying it when JT was kicking the goal in 2017, game two. Of origin, um, I'm pretty sure he said, "If you could have anyone kick a goal to save your life, who would you pick?" And he said, "There's a lot of people who struck the ball better." Cam Smith, yeah, but like his calmness and his ability to just yeah. come in the clutch moment, exactly like come in the yeah, times the, when the he's clutch needed, moments, yeah, they'd want him. Well, a lot of kickers have a better success rate than JT, yeah. but like you said, in the clutch moments, he's the one that gets it over. Yeah. Um, Obviously, favourite moment, 
2015 grand final. I think he deserved it. Definitely, definitely. Also, definitely. just look at his influence. King of the North. His last home, uh, last away game. Yeah. Sea Super Stadium was packed with yeah. North Queensland fans. Yeah, it would have been like, you know, 15% Titans you fans. You rarely see that. Like, who, you know what I mean? Yeah. You go to a, you go to a, um, in an NRL grand final, a Queensland team versus a New South Wales team, it's full New South Wales. Yeah. But if you go down to the Gold Coast, the Titans, you know, filled, filled a third, a quarter probably of the stadium. Yeah. And the, and the rest, rest was North Queensland yeah, packed yeah. out. It's the first time I've seen Seabus packed. Yeah. Same. So obviously he's got a lot of people behind him. I think he's just, I don't really need to say anything else about no. him. He's like, just he's, you think of like rugby league players and the best. He's yeah. And I think yeah. all fans across any, whoever you support, you can support yeah. New Zealand, New South Wales, Queensland, I don't care. Melbourne. Uruguay. Like, I don't yeah. care. You got to admit that JT's a really great player yeah, and a really great bloke. No one can take that from him. No one, ever. And even if there's players in the future that are better than JT, or maybe there's been players in the past that have been better than JT, he still had his legacy. Yeah. He's still JT, and for the past ten at least years, he's been like the man and the half. Yeah, he's been the guy to go. And there's probably no other player I'd want in my team in than in his prime, which I think has been the last few years. Obviously, um, mm. forgetting about the injury. Um, all right. So that's our top five. I'm going to put you on the spot. Give me like three players, three honourable mentions, three players that just missed out. Ah, oh, geez. Three players. I really wanted to – Um, I was looking at forwards and I was thinking – Yeah, it's funny that. I was – because like, you know, we both have all backs. Cam Smith's a forward. Oh, you – well, I have all backs. I'm a backs guy. But, um, you know, we definitely had some – yeah, well, we've had some champion forwards, but some not so champion. I purely say this because of his work ethic. Paul Gallen was good in his prime. He he was an honourable mention. He yeah. could have just. just oh, we don't need to talk about Paul Gallen right now. Yeah. Just disregard. Just his playing. Just his playing is fine. But like, how's his how's his video on on Instagram? Oh, mate, Hopper's gonna knock <laughs> him out. He's gonna KO. Uh, no, he's not the worst fighter, Paul Gallen. Oh, I mean, obviously he's not, you know, but he's not like ah, uh, uh, no, he's no. he might be all right, but anyway, that's not footy. Footy, so footy. Paul Gallen was good, definitely in his prime. Well, he wasn't the Blues captain for that long. No. Not not that they won anything, but he wasn't the Blues captain for that long for no reason. Obviously, yeah, he's a and he. I think he's he's a little bit like Inglis, inspirational by leading from the front. He yeah. just he do, he does he, all his leadership he, by hitting hard. He is the. Uh, He's the second front rower after Glenn Lazarus to play a full 80 minutes in the front row for State of Origin. Yeah. That's so, Matt. Like, imagine the toll on your body. Yeah. Not doing that. Like, okay. that is pretty, that's pretty good. All right. Paul Gallon. Paul Gallon. Um, you know, obviously, Cameron Smith can't, you know, yeah, can't, can't take that away from him. Yeah. Ah, uh, geez. This, this, it was actually, it was really tight. Yeah. There's a lot of players that could be on this yeah, list. definitely. Like, don't think these five players, I'm like, they're the clear winners. Like, there's so many players yeah. that I was, like, chopping yeah. and chopping. Yeah. I had a top ten. I had to reduce it to five. Yeah. Um, last one. I mean, I, I'd love to say Darren Lockyer, but he's before our time. So Yeah, we watched a little bit of Lockyer, but not in his prime. Yeah, when he was up and coming, we weren't really around. Yeah, no. So I agree with you. I'm, I, I would have included him in my list if he was, but I'm not going to. Yeah, well, I can't. I honestly, I can't even say. I just don't. I can't pick a. I I can only do two. 
I can't get fair that enough. third one in. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I won't say the ones you said. Uh, I had Brett Stewart on the list. I think that I think that he he had a lot of run-ins with injury, mm. Brett Stewart, and I think that if Slater wasn't so good and if he wasn't so injured, it'd be a tight squeeze for the Australian fullback jersey. It's just the injury that let him down as well for the Blues. That's why Hayne obviously got the role. Yeah, but produce. But Brett Stewart was so good, and especially when Manly won that grand final. Was it twenty twelve? Uh, no, it was 2011 against 2011. the Warriors. Yeah, that was it. Manly, he was in his prime then. Cherry Evans was just coming through. That try that he Cherry scored, a try that he scored, he ran through and, and the ball's rolling on the ground and he's picked it up and scooped it under his arm up to, to the, Cherry yeah, Evans. Yeah, that, that was against the Broncos, yeah. That, that like, the yeah. things like that, he, he was a great yeah, player. Very Stuart. Um, 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 Anthony Minicello would Minicello be up there. Was, yeah, he was I think... Good. Like we said, actually, a lot of backs. Yeah, no, backs because yeah. forwards are just yeah are we, the ones that hit hard, and the backs are the ones that become the inspirational leaders. Yeah, no, it's sort of like it's sort of like you know, forwards win games, but backs decide by they how take, much they, they take win. the credit. Yeah, backs take the credit for yeah. win. Um, I will uh, maybe it's a so so, but I will say Sean Johnson. Like yeah, he was no, he was oh yeah he was good he like you know he's good he, he good. carried you know first year of rugby league he came in carried the Warriors to a grand final against the straight up against the that Seagulls. performance against the Melbourne Storm in the semis yeah was crazy you know um he he's a very freakish player obviously yeah, he's moved play, on from play, the Warriors to the Sharks now and who knows what will happen there but yeah he he was I think he's an honourable mention because definitely, of just the things definitely. he can do with the footy in hand. There's so many excuse me, honourable mentions, but we don't have time to go through them all, yeah. obviously. Um, but I've got to list one more. Um, oh, there's too many to choose from. I'm trying to think of a forward who's, I mean, of our time, though. It hasn't really been, like, you said Paul Gallen, obviously, but they have, uh, like, who's been that massive influence as a forward? Like, it's been really good for well, Tamalolo is Tam- really good. He's good. Yeah. But, no, no, Tamalolo probably. I'd put him, you know, he's close. You know, one of the players that I had in my list actually is Cameron Munster mm. in my top 10, and I reduced it down to five because I think Cameron Munster is is going to be especially, which is the point I'm going to make next, one of the best. My point, now list three players that are currently playing who you think could be at the level of these players Ooh. by the time they finish their Ooh. careers. Ooh, okay. I'll kick you off. Caelan Palmer. Yes. Okay. Thank. You. My right. favorite player we, in the NRL yeah, right we, now. I, I, Caelan Ponger is. I, there's rumors that he's going to Union soon, and I hope that's not true. No, I wouldn't mind seeing him in the All Blacks. Like, I want to see him win a premiership with the Knights first. Yeah. No. I like he is. Everyone can. We don't need to explain. Everyone can see the talent. Um, I'm gonna back Ponger this year. I'm gonna. I'm gonna back the Knights. You back the Knights. Uh, up the Knights. Good plan. I want them to win. Um. So definitely Caelan Ponger. I think. I do think. Milford could definitely be there. You saw him in 2015. 2015, he was able to produce some of the craziest things I've, I've ever seen. Yeah. I think he has. You don't have me convinced. I, I, know, I just I feel like if he can get... he's mm. If he has like the right team with him, I think he can do it. Look, but with a few more years in it, I just don't... I reckon he can make it. I don't know. Dude. I don't know. No, like, I just don't see the same spark in Milford as I do in Ponga. Like, we were having this conversation before. Yeah. But 
there's no doubt that we're Milford fans. And 2015 is why we're Milford fans. Yeah. But he's kind of dropped off in the last two years. He's and he's be- had his moments. He's dropped him. He's uh, become more of a, like, playmaker. Not really successfully, though. Not compared to the best playmakers in the game. No, no, but he's, like, that's, that's what he's developed. But no, but look, like, Milford, right, in 2015, one of the best running halves. Yeah. Probably the best running half. Cameron Munster holds the title now. But probably the best running half. Scored some crazy full field tries for the Broncos. Now he's come off that running game and he's gone to that playmaking game. He's nowhere near as good as the best playmakers in the game, but now he can't play his running game. So he's just stuck in that little middle ground. So unless they get a half back in there, like like Ben Hunt wants, who can control the game and let him run, yeah. he won't go anywhere further than what he's doing. But if they can get someone in there, that's why they should have gone after Sean Johnson or yeah. somebody oh, well. to do that. But, yeah, no, I disagree on the Milford, but um, James Tedesco... Yeah, I think. Sort of I'm just going to write some off. Nathan Cleary, Luke Brooks. I thought Mitch Moses, he's got some convincing to do, but when he went to the Eels, I was like, bro, this kid's crazy. He'll lose next year. Now I'm like, bro, he won't even make first grade. Yeah. So he's got some convincing to do. Yeah. Um, obviously, well, I'm, I'm going to mention the rookie of the year, Jermaine Osaka. He was able to do some Yeah, he was good. He could be a good winger. Things. He could... Uh, he, he uh, 28, 2017, sorry, he was, you know, the um, Intrust Super Cup fullback of the year. So once Darius Boyd moves on from the Broncos, he could definitely slot. Yeah, unless there. we pick up a new fullback, he'll oh. probably slot back there. But yeah. also, um, he's kind of, I mean, different playing style, but Jarrell Yogi. Yeah. I don't want to talk about Yogi. It makes me sad. But Yogi um, was unfortunately uh, cut short. Up and coming, crazy good player. And I think Asako could maybe have, or even Falau on the wing, or the Morrises in their prime, the Morris brothers back on the wing, like Blake Ferguson, even, like really good wingers. Jermaine Asako could come up as a really good player. Reliable. I think someone, if he's a bit, he's, well, everyone sees the talent in Tevita Pangai Jr. Everyone sees it. If he could, Mm, if he wanted to be, he could be one of the best forwards in the game. Yeah. I think Tom Lolo. um, Yeah. I think, look, I want to see Ben Barber fire this year as well. Oh, yeah, true, um, true. Look, the only reason Ben Barber isn't is because he was an idiot. Yeah. He, he was stupid. He, you know, how do you keep... I did, uh, no, I, actually, I did, that's, I did consider it. That's disrespectful. I'm, I'm not going to say how do you do that because he's obviously had problems. Yeah. I don't want to disrespect him in any manner. He's just had a rough run, yeah. okay? Um, I think that if he had stayed with his head screwed on straight... He, would I, I think if could if have he, been the best fullback in yeah, the game? Queensland, 20, 2012 were the things he did were definitely, but then twenty sixteen as well. Yeah, and he he brought it back twenty sixteen. He's had some freakish things. I'd love to see it again, and he could if he if he really really puts it on. If he gets that form back to where he was, obviously he killed it in the UK. Killed it. Played he could that was he? He, could he got be, he got their version of Dalian. What's that called? I I don't know actually. I'm look that up. Um, but. You know, he could definitely be Queensland's fullback. Obviously, he's got the competition of Callum Palmer, who's would be the front runner. Well, the yeah, that's just like, rumors of him going to number six. So, Man of Steel is what it's called, and it is Ben Barber. Man of Steel. Oh, there you go. The Man of Steel. Yeah. All right. Well. Um. Yeah. So, I just want to mention. I just want to bring it up. There's a lot of Queensland players on this list. On our list. 
Uh, well, screw the New South Wales haters. No, just kidding. But but let's be real. Let's talk real here for a second. Our era. If you wanna if you wanna come out as a New South Wales player and say that there were any better players in that era than these, at me, at the Backfield Podcast, because yeah. there wasn't. And I even put Jared Hayne in there. Yeah, you know, and there was players like we said, Paul Gallon and Brett Stewart. They were, you know, they were tiptoeing the edge of the list. But you want to tell me that there was yeah. there were better players than JT in, and in Cam our Smith. era? Obviously, if we were, you know, ten years earlier, you'd include Andrew Johnson Brad and Fittler, Brad Fittler, like crazy people like that. Also, but this isn't it's not the same. Era. No, and also now, if you made me do my top five players now, like probably four out of five of New South Wales. Yeah, you got Nathan Cleary, and you've got. Uh, Damien Cook, and you've got James Tedesco. And yeah. Like I said before, you've got Luke Brooks, and you've got Josh Adokar, and you've like, yeah, like the, all the New South Wales kind of rule, rules rugby league right now. They've yeah. got a lot of good players. Queensland had, you know, they obviously had their eight eight series straight. They had their time, yeah. And they're, they're still, they're still not, not oh, taking sure. anything from Queensland. They're still great. Both teams are great, but New South Wales just have that like extra X factor. Oh, for sure. New South Wales are definitely like top five. Let's not get this mixed up. This is not our top five of all time. This no. is our top five of, you know, this last era that we've gone through. Yeah. We're entering a new era, and I'm not ready to put players like Cleary and all that above these players. And yeah. I'm not saying that, like, Cleary could be could turn out better than JT. We don't know. Yeah. But I'm not going to put him there yet. So these are the best players of our era, and there's no doubt that they were Queenslanders. And like I said, hit me up in the comments if you think otherwise. But we want to hear your top fives. So yeah. either comment on the on the podcast or comment on our Instagram at the backfield. Send us messages, DM us on the backfield. So. Tell us what your top five players of the era are and your top five players of all time or your top five players now. I don't really care. Just tell me whatever you want. Um, any last words? No, not really. That was good. Yeah, no worries. Good sesh. So we'll be back. What is it? This is posting in three days, so we're filming in advance. That's the, so 14th. the 14th. So the dropped. 28th will be... Episode three. Um, also, comment down what you want to hear from us, what kind of episodes you yeah. want, what topics you want us to cover. If there's anything uh, you want us to improve on, please feel free. I hope the audio quality is a bit better for you as well. Yeah, well, good thing we got this new mic. So. Yeah. Um, so, and follow us on Instagram at the Backfield Podcast. And uh, we currently have given up on trying to put our podcast on YouTube because my YouTube account screwed up and I just can't be bothered. But if this gets a lot of yeah. a lot of requests to be on YouTube and a lot of love, then we're happy to put it on YouTube. Yeah, with that being said, make sure you spread it out, get the word out to all your mates, get this going up. We'd love the support. Uh, anything would be would be awesome, guys. Yeah, so uh, also we'd love to hear any feedback. Oh, we just said that actually, <laughs> funny that. Uh, we'd love to hear any, sorry, um, differences of opinion you have on our list, but yeah. keep it respectful, okay? We tried to we tried to be as unbiased and as truthful as possible. Yeah. Um. So let's just keep it real here on the backfield. All right. Let's do it. Um. But yeah. So signing out. We'll see you on the twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. And um, getting warmed up for the season. Yeah, getting warmed up for the season it could could not come any quicker. I am so I'm excited. So, I'm so keen. We'll, uh, what do you what which? No, nah, we'll cover. Don't worry. We'll cover this. We'll cover more stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right. See you later, guys. All right. Go the Knights. Thank <laughs> you.